0: Thank you for listening to the weekly message at First Baptist Church in Bushland, Texas. Hey, take your word. We're in Ephesians. And let me go ahead and tell you that today, I'm not going to spend any time in your bedroom and in your living room. We're going straight kitchen. Mama always said, if you don't, can't handle the heat in the kitchen, get out. Mmm, you should have left earlier. So, it's tough today. It's it's. Paul's not going to pull any punches today. Unwholesome talk is a topic. Uh, 429 of Ephesians. 429 of Ephesians. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Many years ago, remember, I hung out in South Texas a lot with my grandparents. My grandparents, Mimi and Granddad, Granddad's the big Indian dude, and Mimi's the little not Indian girl, all right? But she could make that Indian do whatever she wanted to. And so we were down there. Everybody was there cousins, my brother, my sister, everybody. And so I don't remember the whole scenario, but I just remember what I said. And it wasn't good. And so my sister was just driving me crazy. And she just kept on and kept on. And I just simply said, shut up. Like that. And I mean, everybody shut up. (laughs) And I looked in the kitchen where my grandmother spent 90% of her time. And she looked right over the counter. And she gave me that look. And I knew what was coming. And so we went to the back bedroom She went in the bathroom, and for some of you, you know what Coast soap is? Dude, you take a bath with Coast, you smell like Coast for like nine years. You could grab the box in Walmart and put it back on the counter, and it's like you took a whole bath with the stuff. It just comes through boxes, and it just radiates. The whole aisle smells like Coast. And so she says, open your mouth. Open my mouth. Stuck at Coast in my mouth. She said, I'll come get it when I think you're ready. So I'm walking around with co-soap hanging out my mouth. Now, man, I'm going to tell you, co-soap make your eyes cry when it gets that close, that long. That stuff's strong, dude. Now I know why she used to bathe that Indian in that stuff. Because Indians have this inner stuff that just, I mean, Melissa can tell you. Granddad, he stink right after a shower. So co-soap just does something, you know what I mean? And so I'm walking around with this, and she comes over and she takes it out of my mouth. She says... I want you to understand something. You know why I did that, don't you? I said, yes, ma'am. She said, Jeff, and she started crying. I said, Mimi, it's just, it's not a big deal. It's just shut up. And she said, Jeff, soap can't clean what needs to be cleaned in you. If I could clean it with soap, I would, but it's really up to you. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, I wasn't deep enough to get that. I just knew I needed to go brush my teeth a lot to get that out. Now, fast forward about 20 years. I'm studying Ephesians one day, really because of a seminary class, and then I was doing some stuff at a church I was at, and I read that passage. Hmm. I want you to understand something. Soap can't clean what really needs cleaned, can it? Soap in the mouth. Can't touch the dirt in my heart. Soap in my mouth could never touch the dirt in my heart. Let me say something. When I said those words, in no way did, was there love in there? Was there edification in there? Was there re- any, When I said shut up like that, was I trying to build my sister up? Mm mm. Was I saying I'm glad God made you? Mm mm. Was I saying you are fearfully and wonderfully made? Mm mm. Did I say those words that God had a plan for your life? mm I said go away with those words. I wish you hadn't been born. I wish you wasn't here making noise. You know? Some things that come out of our mouth don't necessarily begin there. I want you to go first to Ephesians. I want to back up a little bit to 22 and 24. Look at Ephesians 4. Look at verse twenty. Two. and then we're going to go to Matthew that won't be much fun Ephesians 4.22 this is what we've been studying you were taught in regard to your former way of life to put off your old self which is being corrupted by deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness When I said shut up, it was not new self. It was old self. Bad old self. Once you go to Matthew, Matthew chapter 12, look at verse 33 with me. Matthew chapter 12, verse 33. I know some of you are thinking, what's the big deal about the word shut up? We'll get there, trust me. Matthew 12, 33. Make a good tree, make a tree good and its fruit will be good. Or make a tree bad, its fruit will be bad. For a tree is recognized by its fruit. You bore vipers, how can you who are evil say anything good? For out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. The good man brings good out of the things stored up in him. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. But I tell you, men will have to give an account on the day of judgment for every careless word they have spoken. For by the words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. Ouch. <laughs> I wish I could soften that. Can't. Out of the overflow of your heart. Some translations are out of the abundance of your heart. Your mouth speaks. Unfortunately, the word shut up that I spoke to my sister did not come from my mouth. It generated itself in my heart. Those feelings that I had of saying that word that produced her going away and to never be heard again was my intentions. When I said it, I meant to demean her and to elevate me. I meant to bring her down and to exalt me. When we use words that, that Paul calls rotten, that's what we do. I want you to see Something. The word rotten, the word evil, is used in some translations. The RSV will have that. Unwholesome is what I've got in my NIV. And if you have the New American Standard, it'll have the same thing. If you have a King James Bible, you'll see the word corrupt. I want you to understand something. In all four of those words, it's the same Greek word that is used. Each time you see rotten, evil, corrupt, unwholesome, it's the same word used each time. And what it means is, the deeper meaning is, that that the same word used there is the same thing that that they used in Acts 19.19 when the Ephesians took their magic books and burned them in the fire. Because God said, you can no longer, no longer participate in your old, former life. See their magic was they grew up magic and then they met the king and then they're trying to serve Jesus with all their magic books and Jesus said mm you don't serve a two headed god so put them things down you got to burn that trash you got to get that out of your life and sometimes what we do is we just try to promise oh I'm not going to say that no more mm yeah you do sometimes what we have to do is we have to take evil unwholesome corrupt and we have to take it like magic books in nineteen nineteen of Acts and burn them and burn them. I want you to see a couple things. I want you to think about those words that were spoken. We, I said shut up, but there's a lot of unwholesome words. I mean, we take the Lord's name in vain. We'll tell people to go to H-E double hockey stick. What the heck does a believer have, what is a believer doing telling someone to go to hell? Would you really want them to do that? Seriously. You've been redeemed from that. You've been saved from that. Jesus gave his life on a cross so no one could ever have to do that. And you want to pronounce that on somebody? We use the word damn. What are we doing that for? We want damnation that's in hell? Total separation from God? Do you really want to speak that on them? No. A believer, and he's writing to believers, should not use those words. It says don't let that come out. When that comes out, that's, just a, that's a window to a sicker, deeper problem. That's the old garment that is talking. And what needs to happen is we got to take old garment off, and we got to throw that in the fire. And we got to put on new nature. New nature. I want you to think about it like this unwholesome and evil and corrupt and rotten. I want you to think about it like rotten, spoiled fruit or meat. Now, if you're like me, you probably have a trash can that you keep out in the garage. When something starts growing a hair in our refrigerator and we don't feel like combing it, we just take it out of the refrigerator and I throw that stuff out in the trash in the garage. Now, in the summer months, if you don't take that trash out pretty regularly, hmm. You know what I mean? You pop the garage door and you drive in, I'm telling you, it stinks. It stinks. It's nasty. I want to give you four things that spoiled and rotten fruit will do. Same thing with words, okay? It does not nourish. If it nourished, we'd eat it. Anybody want to come over and eat some peaches that got hair on them? I don't. You're not going to get nourished by that. It's rotten. It's nasty. You don't eat it. Why? Because it's not good for you. You're not gonna nurse, it's not gonna nourish you. The word shut up that I spoke to my sister, didn't that nourish her? No, it didn't nourish her. It tore her down. It belittled her. It made her less of me. That was my whole intentions. But it came from spoiledness in me. Words were it spoiled, it was rotten words, it was evil words, it was corrupt. Now, would I ever say shut up is an evil word? That's a pretty strong statement to say about the word shut up. But Paul, in the word of the the Lord, says, yes, sir. It's even. It's even. We'll look at that in just a little bit. It doesn't nourish, number one. It probably will make you sick. Daryl and Welchel and Dr. Young and some of those folks can vouch for me. You eat a peach with hair on it, might get sick. Okay? I'm not talking about the fuzzy, cute little... Hey, I'm talking about that long, nasty, green stuff that looks yellow and nasty. You eat rotten meat, I guarantee you to make you sick. Okay, You eat rotten food, I guarantee you to make you sick. When you hear words like that that are spoken to you, does it make you sick? It makes you sick. If someone's ever said hard words to you like that, how does it make you feel in your gut? It makes you sick, doesn't it? It doesn't nourish you. It makes you sick. All right? But the problem is it makes them sick, but it also gives evidence that we are sick for we are. I talked about this a little bit ago. It smells bad,, mm-hmm, and it makes the whole atmosphere bad. You ever been in a situation, circumstance, an environment where nobody else is using that language? and somebody or two people begin to use the language. If you're like me, I'm uncomfortable. It begins, to, it begins to permeate the whole atmosphere. It begins to shape everything. And what happens if you watch sometimes, people start drifting off. That's the people who say, that's not me. I'm not comfortable with that, don't like that, all right? In church sometimes, there are people, when they open their mouth, it's just evil. It's not evil as in shut up. It's just evil, and there's nothing positive, edifying, encouraging that comes from their mouth. It's constant griping. It's constant, this is not right. I would do it this way. You should have thought of this. You should do this. I'm not happy. It's about me. Make me happy, and I'll, I'll, and, and, and that's what your job is. No. It's constant. What happens is they walk into a small group, they start griping, and what happens? The whole atmosphere changes. The whole small group, whole life group, home group, men's group, women's group, church, doesn't matter. It's, it, it, it permeates the whole environment. It makes the whole thing. It changes it. Last thing is this. Words like that that are spoiled and rotten probably come from a diseased tree probably come from a diseased tree. I want you to look at the statement at the very bottom of your uh, bulletin there, right above the worship thing. If the fruit is bad, the root is bad. That's simple, isn't it? If the fruit is bad, the root is bad. What happens is Matthew tells us that a good tree, a good tree will produce good fruit, but a bad tree will produce bad fruit. So you say, well, I don't usually talk like that. I just slipped. Mm, Excuse me. We slip on ice. We don't slip with our tongue. That thing had to be in you to come out of you. It had to. If it was in the well, it came up in the pail and out your mouth. So if it wasn't in the well, the pail didn't have a chance to get it, and it would have never got out. That makes sense? I hate to simplify it. But that's just the reality of it. When God looks at us, he says, Are the words that are coming from you, born again, child of the king, edifying people around you, building them up, and making them feel good about themselves? Are you spending your time with your mouth belittling people, tearing them down, using words that should not come from you? Is that you? Because if the fruit is bad then the root is bad. The root's bad. And who is the root? Well, (laughs) if you meet Jesus, he becomes a spring living water in you. Roots follow water. Jesus is the root. So from that tree planted in that water, which is living water, comes living words, not death words. Not words that bring death, words that bring life. You ever seen Jesus in here bring words that would tear you down? No. So why would we who represent him on this dirt ball use words that tear people down? I want to take you back to that scripture. Go to back to Ephesians. I want to see if you caught something. I'm going to read it to you again and see if you catch it. Ephesians 4.29. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. But only what is helpful in building others up according to their needs, that they may it may benefit them, those who listen. It may benefit those who listen. I want you to see something. There's a major shift that happens in this passage. Because what we want to do is we want to get caught up on the Word. And we miss the shift. You see, in this passage of Scripture... Paul goes from the external fruit to the internal root. Okay? My grandmother said, Jeff, the reason I'm crying is not because I'm having to stick a bar coast in your mouth. It's because the soap that I'm putting in your mouth cannot clean what needs to be cleaned. That's up to you. You see in this text right here, He spends a little time saying, no unwholesome talk should come out of your mouth. But, and that's a big but. And then he goes, totally shifts, totally different to the root. He says, I'm not so caught up in the word that comes out. I'm more concerned about why it came out. You see, my grandmother was more concerned, not about my word saying, shut up. But the heart that made the word itself. Because if I didn't clean that heart, shut up would grow to other words. My heart was calloused and ugly and mean and hard. That's where that came from. We go in this from what we say to why we say it. Big difference. Not what we said, but why we said it. Why do I use those words? Why do those words come out of my mouth? Not what you're saying, but why you say it. See, Jesus said it this way in James No one can tame a tongue except the creator of the tongue when it's yielded to me. But from the same mouth come cursing and praise. This should not be. We don't use the same tongue that we worship with to curse with. You got two tongues. You look funny with two tongues, we look funny with one. All right, We don't control one real well. You don't need two. Bar of soap can clean your mouth. Bar of Jesus or the Holy Spirit can clean your heart. Here's the deal. I and you, me and us, the little church, needs open heart surgery today. We got clogged arteries. Our bypasses aren't good. And it's producing stuff that does not edify, does not bear fruit, does not meet needs. It tears down. We need to come to the great physician and say, God, I've been trying to say words that edify people. I've been trying to clean my mouth up for a long time, and it's not working. And I need you today to put me on the operating table, and I need you to go to work on my heart. Because deep in my heart is a root. And the root is where everything grows from. And I need you to cut me open and clean me out from the inside out. I am a born again child of the King. I have the Holy Spirit living in me. But I absolutely have no Holy Spirit controlling my tongue. I control my tongue. And today, I'm giving that to you. See, here's what we're going to do today, folks. We're going to put off evil, rotten, corrupt unwholesome, and we're going to let our mouths become mouths of grace. Out of my mouth will be a means of grace. When I say words, they will edify. When I say words, they will lift up. When I say words, they will meet needs, not create needs. You and I together are under the same microscope. The same Father looks at us. Every single day, we have to lay our tongue on the operating table, on the altar of God, and let God do surgery on that tongue. Otherwise, our mouths do not become means of grace. They don't. This morning, I'm going to ask Pax and the worship team to come on up. And we move to our time of invitation. Here's the question on the floor this morning. Not how's my heart, how's my root. How's my root? You say, well, Jeff, my heart's good, but, but it's my root, man. It's my root. My root produces words, and before I know it, they're jumping out of my mouth. You see, my grandmother knew that the word shut up was not a big deal. It's just like in dating. You can only hold a hand so long. Most people that take one drink take a bunch of drinks. The problem is you never know what you can handle or what starts handling you. One shut up could grow to a whole bunch of other stuff for me. And my grandmother said, Jeff, here's the deal. The soap that I put in your mouth can clean your mouth. You can't clean your heart. Only Jesus can clean your heart. So this morning, church, the altar is open. For what? For you to lay that tongue down, lay that heart down, and say, God, dig into my root and clean it up. Clean it up. So this morning, let your mouth becomes means of grace that edifies the church, that builds the church up, tells the church it can become more than it thinks it can be. Not words that build them down, break them down. Out of our mouth come praise and worship and cursing. Jesus said this too should not be. This too should not be. Let's pray. Father, this morning, God, I know it breaks the heart of a father when children speak in a way that shouldn't speak. It does to us as earthly fathers. It does to you as a heavenly father. Father, this morning, let no unwholesome talk come out of our mouth. None. No rotten words. No bitter words. No corrupt words. No evil words. But only what is good in building others up, edifying others, meeting those needs. Father, this morning, may our mouths become means of grace this morning. and Help us die to self. During this invitation time, Father, let us do business with you. Meet you at the altar if we need to. Lay our tongue at the altar if we need to. Lay our heart there. Maybe there's a family looking for a church home. I pray you lead them here this morning. But Father, whatever you need to do, this is your time. And we will say yes. In Jesus' name.